Okay, so welcome to Our Time Is Now. This is episode 12. Welcome to the show. I have a good friend of mine and former co-worker of mine. He is very well acquainted with The Clash. And here's how we're going to go about today. The plan is to just talk, shoot the shit, have a little bit of fun. At the same time, we're going to have a jam session for you at the end of the show. I'm going to be like just freestyling, going crazy, just having fun on the Magnificent 7 drum beat. And I got my man Derek Goddard in the building. He hails from England, specifically London. Yeah, London, Labrick Grove, West okay. London. London. And yep. uh, yeah, I mean, we're just going to jump right into it. This is my first in-person live podcast. So excuse the one microphone, but we're going to make this work. And there's a bunch of musicians upstairs who are also jamming out. So if you hear some background sound, don't care because Ithaca is a musical community and that's what we do. You know what I mean? So we're going to jump into it, D. So what I want to talk to you about first is I got these pod decks. This is one of my sponsors for the show. Mm. What I do with these, it's funny. I pull out three random cards. I do not know what they say. I bought these in the factory. I open them. Every one that I've used, I've put to the back. Mm. But I open the deck. I read you three random cards. You're going to answer questions to those three random cards. I don't know what they say, so don't blame me. Wow. We're going to start with, would you rather? Mm. And question number one is, would you rather be handcuffed to the most annoying person you know for 24 hours? Me, D. It's definitely me. No, it's not you. Trust me. I'm not going to mention names, but uh, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Or go camping with someone who likes you, but you don't like back. Wait, hold on. When you say you don't like back, what do you mean? So it means someone who has a crush on you, yeah. but you don't necessarily like back. You have to go camping with them, or would you rather be handcuffed to the most annoying person you know? If wait, wait. I'm still trying to work out what you mean by back. Well, here's the deal, bro. Here's the deal. The most annoying person you, you mean know. Do you mean that ass? Do you mean their backside? Well, can if you can be handcuffed to the backside, I'd love to be handcuffed to many of backsides. Yeah. But the most annoying person you know for 24 hours could be the same person who likes you, but you don't like back. Right, right, right. So who would it rather be? I'm going to have to say camping. Camping? Yeah. Okay, camping with someone. Yeah, that's good because you could still get it in, maybe. But hey, I don't like you, but you love me, so hey. I bring my fishing rod as well. What do we catch? Get, get a little bit of fishing in. Who knows? All right, we move on. Question: We do this shit quick. The, the cards yeah. game is quick. Yeah. The, the conversation is what we really try to focus on. So, mm. would you rather blow up a hundred balloons or lick five hundred envelopes? Balloons. I don't know, Dave. You sure you got a nice lot of envelopes here? No, those aren't envelopes. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And who doesn't like? Oh, blow- this is a great one for you. Who doesn't like blowing up balloons? Would you rather lick the puss? Oh, lick the lick the puss. <laughs> I thought it was. It's getting but blue. It, no, it, it's lick the pus out of a pop zit or a busted blister. Ooh, neither that's... one. Fuck out of here, bro. I'll take no. the suicide note. Yeah. Or. 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 No, that those are your two choices, bro. That was the or, the pop zit or the blister. 
jamming. Say that again. Say that again. Would you rather lick the pus out of a zit or yeah. a pop blister? Aren't they the same thing? Yeah, the same thing, yeah. We're going to move on to what the heck. Yeah. What is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? What is the weirdest thing that I've seen in someone else's him? Huh. I've got to think, possibly, I don't know why, but... They're jamming up there, bro. I'm, I'm getting to the vibe right now. I'm just like... Painting, a weird, a very, very strange painting. All right. Yeah. You know what mine was? And it's yeah. not so, it's not, it's very common now, but mm. I'm going to let you know anyway. When I went to my boy AK's crib, mm. I was like, there's no toilet paper. This is like going back middle school, like 10 years ago, 2009. Mm. No, we got a bidet. Mm. Fuck's a bidet. He's like, sprays your uh, ass with water. I'm no, like, oh, shit. No, I went to school in France, so. But I'm saying, like, that was new bidet. to me. That was new to me in America. Yeah, yeah. Bidet was new to me. So right, right. here I come giving myself sandpaper on the ass yeah. every day, giving myself hemorrhoids. And my friend's like, nah, bro, we don't use that. We use this shit. And I'm like, yo, what up, AK? Let me get that bidet. <laughs> it rhymes, AK bidet. <laughs> But I was like, I need to get one of those. And I did install one because Joe Rogan had a little... I think they were right, actually, when you get used to them. I mean... No, they're good for you, bro. Like, when you go with the, you in the ass, when you go in the shower, you wash your ass, you they don't bump good with They're good for the ass, I'm telling you. They are good for the ass. They do the job on the ass. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Uh, have you ever been electrocuted? Yes. Yeah? Me yes. too. Yes. Me too. I, I stepped <clears> on a wire one day. Mm. In the back of, uh, I was, my parents were always upstate and they had friends mm. around the corner and they had a mm. buried wire. I stepped on it and it started to like, and then the mom was in the kitchen and she saw me and I couldn't move and I was wearing a rubber boot luckily, but she pulled me off of it and I, my boot melted on the bottom because, wow. and I was like, I thought rubber is supposed to go against electric though. Mm. I was like, that's why I bought these work boots. My parents bought me these Timberlands or whatever the fuck they were to stay away from the electric, but I still got shocked. Right. If you were a villain or criminal mastermind, what would be your calling card? So Batman's got the bat signal. What are you gonna do? When you say what would be, my, would you? What do you mean? I mean, what? What would be your calling card? It's like the just Joker, very the Joker has you know, the Joker just, card, right? Just very classy. Batman has the bat signal. Just, um, just very classy. It would be like you know, play some, play some rock music, and Derek's like, "Do you need a drummer?" Because. <laughs> Hmm. This guy right here has got the yeah, drums. But, yeah, but, it, but it's specific. It's not a drummer. They want a criminal mastermind. Yeah. Really like a criminal mastermind, and I shout at my guy, what do you do? As a criminal mastermind, I go, well, I played the drums. They'll be like, next! Yeah, so, I mean, you know, they want a criminal mastermind. So it would. my so, calling card would say, D. Goddard, criminal mastermind. What do you want? His calling card would say, D. Yeah. I have a drumstick here. Mm -hmm. Not a chicken leg. Mm. Not a thigh. But I'll beat your ass with this drumstick. You fuck with me and my family. Yeah. Someone going by outside. But I'm is thinking. that a mastermind or just a mastermind criminal thug with a stick? Like what would be your call? Sounds like card? a thug with a stick, mate. I'll be like. Pretty much. I'll be like, this stick can open up any safe. Any. In land. Any. 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 You know. 
The main thing the drumstick opens is the poon, because when you play the drums, music brings the groupies, and we all know how it goes down, D. Come on, man, I'm a rapper. I, don't, I just uh, don't get as much pussy. I there. would not know anything about <laughs> that, I'm afraid. Well, it's better, yeah. it's better to lick the, it's better to lick yeah. the poos than the pus out of a zit yeah. or a <laughs> Yeah. I agree with you. So we're going to move on to interview deck. Last three questions. Then we're going to get into the actual real discussion shit here. But this is the fun part of the show where we just have fun. What will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by? Um, Wow, that's a good one. Probably the fact that we're still fucking existing. (laughs) Like humans still exist after 2020. Yeah, but... (laughs) But they would exist, so yeah, that's we. Right. But I'm saying that, that's exist. why they're going to be shocked and appalled because how did we make it this far without our forefathers? Yeah. Let's hope they they're like, wow, you put up with that much shit from the politicians and those, you know, you know, because we, I wouldn't, you know. That's you know right. what I mean. That's like right. we're so much more, you know. I, 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 the thing that always pisses me off is why we always got to go left or right, hate each other, like, fuck you, fuck you, family deads each other. It's like, yeah. bitch, can't we just run up the middle? Can we elect Dwayne Johnson, who came with $7 in his pocket, became the richest actor in Hollywood, who also loves America, mind you, as our fucking next president? Because if The Rock was on the ballot, sorry, Kanye, The Rock is getting my vote. Yeah. I think he can run the shit. Yeah, he we let just the rock bottom down. I mean, I just feel like you know we just need some sensible people leaders, who leaders. who care about like you know the people, and they're not like all obsessed about themselves and like what they can get. 100%. That's the main thing. It's like what can they do for the people, as opposed to just like what can I get for, for me myself and uh-huh. my family, you know. Which is like kind of like the yeah. American way. It's like the American dream is what can right. I build for me and my family. Right. But at the same time, I 100% agree. What can we get aside from that? Yeah. Well, this is kind of fucking... This is... I, I swear, this is destiny that this card came onto the play because... Wow. Which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Um... Dead or alive? Dead or alive. So we can bring back your buddy. Bring back Joe. To play at your funeral yeah. if you chose. Yeah. I'd like to think Joe would be I'm like, saying, oh, Dell, yeah. Like I'm Derek? I'm there, you know. Bring back old times. I think he would. Yeah, so it would be Joe's. St- How many people can I No, it just says which band or artist. Uh, so just you could one. have the whole band or just one artist like you could have Michael Jackson or you could have like Red Hot Chili Peppers or fucking Sublime the whole band with the original singer not Rome Prince Prince you could have anybody Prince Prince yeah do Purple Rain for good old D. Goddard at your funeral yeah yeah that's a good choice I think that's a great choice. But he'd have to do something from... Well, you know. he, he's probably going to personalize it for you because yeah. her, her family would give him like a personalization like this is what he was about and then try to make something around you to play at your funeral. I mean, it's not just going to be like, let's sing Purple Rain, you know. It's going to be, what can we do to yeah, personalize this situation? Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Mm. Oh, man, bro. You know I'm smoking a shitload of reefer there. I'm rolling <laughs> L's to the face, D. I'm like... I'm in D, I'm smoking with Bob. You're sitting there like, <laughs> the smoke coming out Bob, your ears. Bob, you came back. 
Smoke coming, smoke coming out your ears. You'd be like, "He was such a good guy." I'll, I'll probably take one hit and be like, "Bob." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you pussy yeah. man." I'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, I like to lick pussy instead of puss man." <laughs> I'm gonna move that one to the back. Uh, yes, please. That, that one was just no. That, that was just a different. That was yeah. that was kind of something out of, mm. out of topic. But yeah. what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? I don't even know what the word deplore means since the word deplorables came into the 2016 election. Like, you're deplorables, like, you're expendable. Like, I don't know what the word deplore means. I can't even define it. Do you know what it means or should I go to the next question? No, I, I understand what it means. Okay, so what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Um, is that, like, what you most hate about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would that be? Uh, wow, that's a tough one to divulge. You don't have to go straight up, just do the second next one. <laughs> uh, the second worst trait. The second worst, the second worst trait. I take monster shits, man. I stink out the bathroom. Oh. I mean, at GX, I'm, I'm nasty, bro. Like, I'd be like, I gotta spray the bathroom down after I go in there. I'm like, these poor kids, bro, I can't. <laughs> I'm like I can't give them my my on Monday come in take a big shit after like partying all weekend yeah. I can't do that yeah um sometimes I don't know sometimes I'm like um What I mean, I don't know. They're playing like Nirvana up there. I might have to come back to that. It's all right. Um, hold on. Don't worry about it. Yeah. On, 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 on to the next. Is it on, for on me to, to the see. next one. So now that is over. We are done with the cards. Mm. Shout out to Poddex. You can get these online if you're looking to start a podcast. They will just help you break the ice. Just fucking talk the shit, shoot the shit, do what you got to do. Um, Poddex help you break the ice. This is fucking awesome. Like, this is my first in-person podcast, and I'm yeah. super ecstatic about it. Yeah. Um, we're going to just start getting into the conversation. What I want to do is uh, just really talk to you, D, about, you know, we've been we've been co-workers. We've been friends for a while now, like probably mm. three, four years, probably since I moved to Ithaca, close to, maybe a year after I moved to Ithaca, I met yeah. you. And uh, you were actually, I'm going to say it. I'm going to break the ice and say you were the first person who took me to my first AA meeting. Mm -hmm. And back in, um, it was Halloween last year, I actually quit the bottle, the booze, the beer, the everything. Mm -hmm. I was trying to go for just, instead of sober October, because my sister, I buried her on Halloween mm, of 2016. Instead of sober October, I was really trying to go for sober November because I knew I could try to do sober October with Joe Rogan and all his homies, but I knew on the 31st I would fuck up the month. Mm. So I did sober November instead of no shave November. I went up until August, my birthday. So I went like nine or 10 months or some shit before I fucked up. Mm. And kind of with me and my homies, we shot a video in Atlantic mm. City. I had one drink, two drinks, whatever. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was it was the beginning of a downfall. I fell off again on my sister's birthday on the September twenty fifth, twenty fourth. I'm sorry. And then also that whole weekend, though the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, I drank. And then um, 
it was just one progression into the next where I noticed myself like, oh, I can handle it now. Mm. Which I guess, you know, it's every alcoholic's vision is to try to, okay, I can handle it. I can maintain it. I can keep it on the wraps. But you took me to my first AA meeting and uh, I remember sitting in the room for the meditation and I wanted to cry and you you were like, "You, you sounded so natural. And I was like, I don't think so, but... Well, to me, you just sounded like you'd, you'd been attending meetings for like, you know, 50, 40 years, you know, you sounded <laughs> If I was like, that old, shit. Yeah, if you, you, you're not that old, <laughs> that, but I mean, just, you just sound... That's just a party-goer in me. Like I since knew, you were a baby. You yeah, know. like I, I knew I was in the room with alcoholics, so yeah. I knew I, I wasn't going to get judged, but I do want to really appreciate you for yeah, that, because yeah. that was a very pivotal moment in my life. Yeah. Like, you know, and... uh yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's the toughest thing to do for anyone to go from, you know, straight, you know, like your first Cold meeting. Turkey. Well, you're like your first meeting, it's like, you know, okay, I need help, you know, and, um, you know, like me, I, I thought everyone was going to be like, you know, the sort of guys you just meet in the park, on the park bench in the park, you know, like just real sort of gentlemen of the road. You know, in a, and so I, I, I thought the whole room was going to be full of guys like, you know, people like that, you know. So when I went in there and they were just like, you know, bankers and doctors and people from you know, all over. Just all walks of life, you know, and just all very sort of. But I, I, you know. I think it made it, it meant a lot to me. And I'm going to mm. tell you, it meant a lot to me because I've had people my whole life since high school, a little bit past high school, like 1920s, say, oh, you know, you're, you're rambunctious, you're this, you're that. And I never really had anybody to go to, to turn to, or, or even like, oh, you check in the AA, they tell you, like, go to yeah. AA or whatever. But, you know, like, it's cool, you're not, you're, you're telling me to do yeah. this, but you're yeah. not actually going with me to show yeah. me the support. You don't have to be an alcoholic to go with your friend right. to show them that. But the fact that you showed me that mm-hmm. showed me the true friendship within you as much as how genuine you are as a person because you even took me to the tea bar. We were sipping tea, the kava bar, and you were just like, hey, man, like there's more to life. Right. And I needed that to open my eyes, and I never had anybody there to open my eyes for me. Mm-hmm. So that was a major pivotal point before my my decline obviously but um Mm. it was a major pivotal point to say hey this is possible you know like this is doable yeah and i just want to appreciate you for that thank you but um like you you dude from what i've heard over the years like you you have many accolades you've done stuff in the music industry you've worked with some of the greatest pioneers is the word i would use to describe this who helped shape the culture Mm. in punk music yeah you've shot documentaries with guys who are on top of that totem pole and they mean a lot to you and they were good friends bro like so let's 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 talk about it man like yeah. Go into it. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been incredibly lucky. You know, my dad was a musician. You know, I I left London when I was around thirteen. I grew up in London, you know, West London, and um, you know, I kind of, you know, in a crazy way, I feel like I sort of manifested uh, a lot of my, 
you know, a lot of my dreams. You made it happen. I don't know. I mean, that sounds that, crazy. No, it's not crazy. That sounds crazy. That, that's what happens yeah. when you could really believe in yourself and yeah. your potential and what you can unlock in the world. Yeah, but I, I mean, I didn't have a ton of belief in myself, but somehow... Somebody it had It was like in you. Some, someone did. You're right. That's really a really good point. And um, someone was listening and... Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to dream about, like, uh, living in a certain part of London, which was very cool, very trendy. And I saw myself, like, in this really, with this cool leather jacket, you know, as a, as a, as a, you know, as a drummer, you know. I knew I was you, always wanted always to play drumming. the drum. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, what age you know, did you start playing the drums? Like, when's the first time you picked up a drumstick and you was like, it wasn't really a drumstick. It was like hands. I used to play along with my dad. Hands. Yeah, my hands. dad was like a guitarist, and so like. But when's yeah. the first time you knew like drumming is for me? Like fuck a guitar, fuck the vocals. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Yeah, it was funny. It was like again. It was kind of like. I I I just I felt that sort of coordination with the drums. Um, just I was jamming with someone one day and I was like trying to you know get a sound out of the drums and then all of a sudden everything came together like that you know what I was it was like an, you know what I mean it was just like and um, and then I was like oh my god this is for me this is for me 100% yeah you know and because it was like you know I went from sort of like like Percussion was part of the sort of, you know, but it was like most setups were like drums, guitar, bass, singer. They weren't like, you know, you know, percussion, bass, da, 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 do you know what I mean? And so it was a bit like there's something like the presence of a drum kit is so, you know, like... Like when you go to a gig, right, and you see it's the, the kids. It's the loudness. But you, yeah, but you see, it's almost like a car. You, you look at the it's, drum set. It's so, it's so big, and you see the cymbals, and you're like, and I don't know, it's like, again, it's like, you know, you're working out which way, which works, and what, you know, does what, you know what I mean? And it's got such a presence, you know. There's so much equipment to a drum. There's so much, there's so much, right. And also, like, the guitar, like, you might be able to miss a string right quick, and then you can yeah. fix it. Right. With the drums, if you miss a beat or you miss a kick, like, people know. Like, people oh, know. The drum beat was off. Most like, people The drum don't. is the drum. No, like, You know. might be able to fix the guitar, especially if you yeah. have a background DJ playing something, mm. but the drums is very hard to emulate. Absolutely. Especially when you're talking with modern day beat producers who do the pads and they got the kick drum. Boom, yeah. Boom, and it's the same kick every time. Boom, 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 yeah. Boom. And then the tss, 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 like it's not, it doesn't give you the dynamics, the range of the entire set, the kit right. that comes with that live sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think it's dope, bro. And uh, I remember when you were telling me you were doing drums and, uh, and then when you told me your background story a little bit at GAC, I was just like, yo, this is fucking awesome. But like, let's 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 delve into it. Like a lot of my listeners might know or might have seen that I've posted. I might have posted wrong saying like drummer for the clash. I apologize for that. 
However, what I did want to say is this is a good longtime friend of Joe Strummer from The Clash. Mm. He's been featured in documentaries and videos that Joe had shot with The Clash. You was a young lad back then too. Young, yeah, young I mean, lad back then. Like, I mean, it's important to say like, yeah, I wasn't. But, but I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm saying like I didn't want to come off to right. them and say so, I'm with the drummer because right, the drummer right, right, is, right. is what's his name? Top of Hayden. Yeah, so he's yeah. the drummer, but you were still like. You ran the same London streets with these cats. Right. You grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. You had the same friends, the same, and 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 I'm sure you played a couple of live shows with them as just whatever well, you know. Well, I met Joe Strummer, and it was with One of Oneers, which was Joe's band before the Clash, and. So you knew each other pre-Clash. Well, I didn't. They did. Okay. <laughs> And it's funny because they kind of adopted me, you know, like, like, you know, I was at the time they were like much more sort of mature men. Yeah. I was like 20 at the time. Oh, so you, you, were, you were and, younger than the crew. Right. And I'd you come were... back sort of from sort of traveling around like, you know, the world. You know, I got, I lived with my dad and I went to, you know, the Caribbean, Trinidad. Then I came back. And, you know, messed about a bit. And then I found myself just living in, you know, like West London, Labrick Grove-ish. And I was like, I didn't know anybody. Then I was offered, then for some reason I got introduced to someone. I did a gig at the carnival. And I met so many different people then, you know. And, and, and then from that was like, put, you know, some of them were... One on ers and and so at Christmas, like New Year's Eve, um, we got we get together and we do this gig at the Tabernacle. And I remember the first time I met Joe Strummer, it was like we was we were hanging out at this guy Mould's house, right, and on All Saints Road. And um, anyone knows London will know All Saints Road back in the day was. The spot. Kind of the spot. It was. This is where you go to be cool and hang out. And this is the shit right here. It was kind of a cross between, like the ghetto of London, and you know, um, the cool place, and you know, and yeah, it was just next door to Portobello Road, you know. So it wasn't like you know, and. Um, it was like a little West Indian road. I can't explain it. And um, the first time I heard Joe, I saw Joe. And to be honest, because I'd been out of, ta out of London, out of England for years, you know. And uh, we were getting together and we were going to play this scar, like, you know, with all these people that I know. And they were like, oh, we're going to be met by Joe Strummer. I was like, who's Joe Strummer? I didn't even know, you know, at the time. And um, we were sitting there waiting for him, and then they explained to me, oh, he plays in this band, you know. And they were all, you know, they, they were like fairly... Before, this before the fame, like before even, like, The Clash was like a worldwide name. This is like... Well, I mean, no, I'll, let me explain. The, they had... They, had, they, they, they had, were already formed. They had earned that name, okay. but I just didn't... But you were, you were new to it. I was new to it because I literally wasn't used to sort of, I'd come back 
Mm-hmm. From my travels, travels, I'd been out so of London. They, they were like locally, they right. were huge, right? But I'd, like I'd worldwide, been, yet they've yet to make their name. Like America I, didn't discover yet, right? But. I'd been out of England for a long time, and 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 the clash, yeah, no, the clash was like big, but I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Like I say, I'd been out, mm-hmm. and anyway, um, they they mentioned Joe, and he plays with the Clash, and I was like, I wasn't really sure who the Clash was, but. Like, then when the I found is, out, bro, yeah, I you know it was kind of a bit like that, you know. But uh, the, the, my first introduction to him was quite funny. He came, he literally came down the road with a big, you know, huge boogie box, you know, and he was blaring out um, "Funky Town." Okay. You know, you know. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was a little perplexed because I was kind of like, is this punk? This ain't punk. It's not punk. You know, what's that about? And um, he's just like, I'm being different. He's like a punk worker. He's come down the road, blaring it out, honestly, in this sort of, on All Saints Road, you know, and it's like with the keyboard, and you could hear him coming from the other end of the of the street. You know what I mean? Anyway, like, and it was that was his kind of announcement. You know, I'm here. I'm here. Here comes Joe with Funky Town, <laughs> and it was, you know, it was fucking wild because you know when he Joe had this incredible sort of charisma, energy around him. Too. I don't know, man. Like he's, he's just he's, like. He, he, he just had this charisma. Once you, he came in the room, everybody knew about it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So yes. he came in and um, he was like, I don't know, it just changed the sort of the DNA of the room almost. Like, you know? Joe's here. Like, yeah, oh yeah, man. But at the same time, it's like, you know, everyone else had known him for years. So, so, they, so when, when you, you first know. met him, though, like... What was that like? Like you walk up, like "Hello, Joe. I'm Derek," and he was just like, "Hey, you know, like what's up?" Well, I'll be honest with you. It was the first time I met Joe. Was like, we did this gig, you know, and he didn't like. I I didn't I didn't really make a huge effort to get to know him. Like I I'm the sort of guy you know I like observe you back. and then I'm like, you know, then when I you know when I then I feel like you know this appropriate I'll sort of introduce myself type of thing you know um but i remember joe sort of like uh you know coming approaching me and it's like oh i really like you know the way you play and he was like and then he was like you know is there any chance you can get me some weed you know and i uh, got you man. right so it was like what you need i got you mate. <laughs> so it's a bit like you know kind of like, like right. I was the guy could I'll, I'll try like you know. not not that I was like smoking you know but I I don't know for some he but just, I know oh. people you know like, yeah he and I was like you know all saints and you know I don't know he just must have figured I know some people on all saints I, I'm not saying because it was like the color thing you know I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was like well it, it's uh, always been perceived that way through history mm. and even in the prohibition times right. of like the older they're selling drugs and it was like mm. weed motherfucker like yeah, it ain't yeah. a drug you know like yeah. how many people got locked or, or taken into custody because of fucking having a dime bag or a dub fuck out of here bro now it's legal almost yeah. everywhere because 
and hopefully they sponge everybody's record for the bullshit because if you could grow tobacco and sell that shit to us killing ourselves what about the plant that keeps us alive motherfucker right, you know? right. so anyway I, I, I went back home I was like you know he gave me some money and I was like you know there wasn't anyone around so I, was, I just came back giving him his money I was like no I couldn't but he was just really grateful that I tried and he was like you know, and it was like you're then, honest. Like you didn't yeah, rob me. Like yeah. you could have just took my money and said, "Hey." All right, and then the less the the next uh, literally, I uh, you know, you know, we we did this, we did this gig every New Year's Eve. You know, he it literally in the heyday of the Clash. You know, he'd come back and he'd he'd come off the to- these massive tours and he'd still give it everything you got you know he's still you know like put in the rehearsal time and we'd, we'd play in this we'd rehearse in this little basement in on all saints and just you know we'd have a laugh to be honest you know and i was like you know i mean like the first rehearsal i remember like he just showed up with this huge bag of booze and and you know i was just like Party time! Thank you. Oh, baby. You know this is great. You know, and um, you know, and, he, and and like I say, he was just, uh, you know, he was good. He was, you know, he was, he was just great fun. You know, to to be around. Like you said, he had that energy that just drew you to him. Right. Like, it right. Was that guy. Right. Like, he didn't think he was better than anybody else. He just came into the he room. He did. And people were like, "Yo, that's Joe," and it was like, "Hey, what up, yeah. Joe?" You know, like. Yeah, it's it, you know it's funny because he was just so anti, and yeah, at the same time he knew it was a big fucking star, but at the same time he was kind of a little humble. bit. He was humble. He was very he wasn't cocky and arrogant. And it was very very humble. He didn't and do the rapper that, persona like yeah, no. I got like ten Rolexes and no, exactly. Days, and yeah. I think at the time it was a bit like, you know, there was this sort of he was putting his city on. There was this kind of since. I don't know what the word is, but it's synergy between sort of like punk rock and sort of uh, um, like, you know, Jamaican music. You know what I mean? Like, so it was kind of like, like, you know, one of the heroes was Bob Marley. Bob Marley always seemed to be like very humble. And I'm saying so it was kind of like you, emulate. You notice no. that though with a lot of artists, they draw yeah. inspiration from other areas. And when people like categorize you as, oh, you're a punk rocker, yeah. or you're a hip hopper, or you're yeah. whatever, it's like, I might be this. Like, I rap. Right. But I'm not just a rapper. Like, I do have punk influences, not so much maybe the Clash, yeah. but like like Newfound Glory, like right. Charlotte, my era, but, punk. But but this is this is Lincoln how Park. How much is Lincoln Park inspired? Absolutely, the world? Like you know, absolutely. Like, we all. That's how we develop. We all and I think I think that. that's where yeah. artists go wrong though, yeah. is because they get themselves so caught up in one genre one this is what i am and they don't want to kick down the fucking door like biggie said waving the full full yeah saying this ain't what i'm about no more like i'm about other shit but you know like dna is a combination of thing different you know what i'm saying it's like where you could come from you know where you where you come from what you're you know what what you almost at, you know, what, attract what you bring to the table. What you bring to the table, what what um, like a magnet, you know. Mm-hmm. You, I, we I, all I think, become. I think he had just kind of like one of those very, like you said, rare energies where it's like I know I'm a big star, I know I'm touring the world, I know I'm doing this. Yeah. But 
Well, well, I look don't at, want, I well, don't want to live in the spotlight as much as I just want to have fun with my people and. Yeah, no. well, look what the clash became. It was like, um, you know, you know, bit of reggae, bit of the, you know, they tried, they tried. Well, how, how old were you when you met him? Initially? I was, I was about nineteen. So you were young. Because the yeah. video I seen, the documentary, yeah. uh, what's yeah. it called? Joe's... Hell uh, West 10. Yeah, on YouTube. You yeah. showed me that numerous times. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit, Derek's like, fuck, you look like a baby, bro. Like, right. you're like little baby D. Well, I was. Exactly. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. You I was, was totally. D, and, you know? and skinny. My, my was, but I'm saying you were baby yeah. D. Like, I was. The little guns, they're running through with the guns. I was little, a little... I was a, I was a boy. So were those props or were those real gats? I never really found out. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't he try said, them listen, out. Listen, I ain't gonna try to shoot nobody. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. run in the camera with the fucking. I didn't right. try them out, but it, you know, I kind of assumed they were real. Yeah. You know? Well, he, yeah. He, whether prop or not, it could have been real. Like, hey, listen, it's yeah. not loaded, but it's real for the video aspect. Yeah. But elaborate more on the documentary. Like, what is it called? Hell West 10. And I'm, I'm actually going to post the link in the description. And this is a Joe Strummer original documentary. Yeah. That you guys will be able to view if you feel you have the time. It's like 40 minutes, an hour long or something. It's about 50 minutes. Yeah, 50 um, minutes. It's yeah. close to an hour long. I remember yeah. watching it like last year or something when you sent it to me and I watched it. And it's black and white, mostly. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's a it's a legitimate it's, movie about like running through the London streets and just yeah. It's kind of made what to, you guys did when you were young. It's kind of made to look like a sort of like a sort he, of. He wanted he wanted like old fashioned, yeah, old school, style yeah, like feeling, an old you know? black and white. Yeah. Where you you do the actions and then you now, then you read. Was, was this all Joe's? Like Joe was like, I want to do this, and he got all his friends on board and said, I want to. Yeah, like, that was his idea. That was his idea because he was getting interested in, like trying in, to direct and make yeah, it move to the next yeah, level. We're gonna do yeah, music videos, right, we're gonna do whatever. Right. And then, uh, this is also yeah. coming up. This is eighteen years, mm. two thousand and two, since Joe Strummer passed. Mm. On the day that this drops. Mm. It will be 18 years exactly. And mm. I don't know, man, but uh, you've had a hell of a run. Mm. You know, you, you, you've been able to, like, do things that people have wished they could do. Like, getting close to somebody who's who's so close to superstardom like that, but at yet, at yet the most humble of artists. And also, at the same time... Uh, yeah, I mean, I I look part, I look, I look back on the sort of times that I spent with Joe. Like, I remember there was one, one day we we just sort of got locked into the to this pub, you know, and we spent like I don't know, it seemed like just the whole afternoon, just we were like just him and me drinking, Joe and me drinking and talking about our drink, you know, our expectations and, and dreams. What do you want out of the, life? Yeah, yeah. So this, like is a, our this, goals. Is a, this is a memory that you have that no one else has. That you right. share with this legend, bro. Who's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, what I do want to talk to you about, because me and you have spoken on this yeah. privately before the show, um, you, you want to plan on doing something right here in Ithaca, New York. Right. Like, what is it that you are looking to accomplish right here in your very hometown where you call home now brother i just feel that um 
it's it you know it's weird because I like I went through that experience and it was kind of like you know I mean it, it changed my life you know to be honest and and like you know for a long time I I, I didn't know how to sort of like deal with you know actually how it how it affected me and now I kind but of feel it, it like it really I, impacted you who you were as a person yeah because everything you experience in life kind of molds who you are whether you acknowledge it or not later on down the line it might take into time but you could have been in America how long you've been in America now about 10 years now. 10 years yeah. so I mean like that was your entire past so that really shaped who you were before you even came to the states right yeah. And then to come to the States and know that the Clash, obviously, I mean, worldwide name, anywhere you go, people know who the Clash is. Most, yeah. most countries know who the Clash is. Yeah. So, I mean, it made it who you was, but you have this factor that's like you weren't exactly in the band directly, but you were first name basis with the band well well who they well were. joe put joe brought me in to work with the clash and it was like this film he didn't mention it until later on okay. but initially he was like do you want to come and work with the band i was like yeah okay yeah. and i was working with the raincoats at the time okay and you know it's another legendary there's like a punk band, band like a, you know. England. I, I, I think, mean, I think I've heard a couple of their songs. Well, Kurt, Kurt Cobain um, sort of mentioned like that he really rated them, and um, he, they were like his one of the bands that top he was top band. Inspired him. That inspired him, and, Kurt, and Kurt Cobain. Kurt. And it was literally like that, you know, kind of they got a you know offered a tour prior to him, you know, you know. Um, sort of committed suicide yeah um, but um, you know um, but you were saying like he came in he bought you the documentary and he yeah was and saying, I brought me into the documentary this, brother? Like, and it was kind of like uh, you know he was kind of like lining me up to be the like you know the the, the next drummer like, like and the thing is drummer, that like if you have a concert well and, well at the time it was a lot of very weird strange things happen um you know and then and then it was almost a bit like you know we're you know we're gonna do this film but i was very aware even though i was like a kid you no know, i was aware you were the youngest yeah well i was aware that you know how am i gonna fit into this like you know how could i see this and it was like i was aware that it was kind of dysfunctional I was aware that they that they were in a lot of ways the clash had just been touring and touring and touring and touring and and they were I think like I was aware that they were kind of you know almost like exhausted you know like someone had written that really touring and like a lot of I, I not even just the clash but mm. even to this day I know I have a couple friends who are like yo like when you're on tour and it's two hundred and fucking fifty days a year and then you get yeah. You know, a couple of weekends just, off. Even wrestlers, right. WWE wrestlers, like they're like, "Yo, we're on the road, three hundred fucking days, right?" Later, and then we're home, and it's like, yeah. "Why even buy a house?" Right. Because you're constantly on the go, so it is tiring. Yeah. Anything in entertainment is mm. that way. Yeah. But you notice they were getting like kind of like little tired out, and he said, "Like, 
Well, I just could feel that. It was like, there's a lot, like the dysfunction, the way, with all due respects, I think Living they- Living on a bus I, together you know all the mean? time I too. Mean, and really, shit. You get really. Internal conflicts, yeah. a lot of shit comes into play. Yeah. You know, like, you're and, cranky. And you then, mother, like your best then, friend, yeah, fuck you, asshole, you know, like. And it's difficult because it's kind of like, you've almost got to like reinvent you know yourself every you got to couple train of years. yourself into being this is my life now yeah yeah and, like, and and this is the way this is how we make a living so we have to continue yeah but we also might get sick of it but it's like any other nine to five mm. you know mm. you, i hate going to my nine to five day or i hate doing this but you got to right. do it to pay the bills and right. make life living and hey it could have been this right and you're doing what you love or you're doing factory work right and Whatever, you know, like, right, right. there's always the bigger machine at the top controlling the claw. Yeah, right, you know? right. So, so, so and, and everyone has their ideas, and there's, and there's, a bit, we've all, you know, to respect, there's always a little bit of a power struggle going on in a band. You know, like there's, like Joe was assumed to be, you know, the sort of, but then Mick was doing, the, was the kind of the one Jagger? who did the music. Jagger? Mick, Mick Jones. Jagger, yeah. No, oh, Mick. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're talking. I thought you were talking Mick Jagger. Oh, <laughs> no, Mick no. Jagger coming to play. No, that's just the Rolling Stones. Okay, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't front, like, I know yeah. a shit. I've heard yeah. songs. I don't know anything yeah. about the band. Yeah. Well, this is, um, Mick Jones kind of did, Joe did the lyrics ma mainly, you know, but also the music, but... But Mick was the main music sort of guy, you know? And then Paul was like guy in the middle who kind of, you know, said, you know, gave it the okay and the thumbs up. Whatever way they worked, you know, I mean, it worked. And then you had the management who kind of would come in and kind of every now and then and would kind of sort of like, you know, mix it stir all up shit and up. stir shit up. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, I was like, I was just aware of all that sort of thing going on, but it was very dysfunctional in the sense that there was, I just felt like they, they needed a rest. Like if I was the manager, I would go and, you know, fuck off to the Bahamas. Like, take six months. Right. And come back and rock right. World, take a year. Drop, drop a new album like, on you've been on tour. Come back, you've been bro. on tour for like 50, 40 whatever years you know yeah. go take you know go away for a year come back you yeah know? yeah of course you know what i mean but that's and then, the problem is managers they, they think like we need the no, money because the manager's getting paid on it exactly too, so, you know, it's always rush 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 well that's what record companies do and then record also, companies will be like you know how can we ride this horse that also you know, breaks like, the creativity yeah because it's like but, when's my time to right but the battery I, I, needs I don't know to if i ever um put you on to my boy john bellion uh, uh. I'm wearing a Jerry Robinson shirt. I thought I was wearing a John Bellion shirt. <laughs> Jerry Robinson, this is also my homeboy from mm. Long Island, New York, fucking mm. grinding strange music, baby, 2020. Mm. Check his album out, 2020. Yeah. Everywhere is fire, dude. Yeah. But um, I don't know, Jerry, it was, he came out with 2020 and fucking, I thought this was going to be dude's year. Right. Turns out 2020 got shut down. So I messaged him yeah. recently. I was like, Jerry, 2021 if we open up again, hopefully, yeah. is going to be what 2020 expected because the kid's talent, Derek, mm. is like above and beyond. You talk, me and you went to the Whalers show, mm. the Whalers reunion at the Haunt, and the yeah. Haunt's closed now, right? I know. I know. So like, we went to that last show, we chilled with the band and everything. Mm. 
this guy, he mixes reggae, pop, hip-hop, fucking, you name it. He could genre clash mm. it, mix it up, throw it in the bag, come out. You got the Jerry, the Jerry Robinson. But, I like uh, it because it, it, when I first saw it, I dope. thought it was like Jackie Robinson. No, no, he, he, he's fire. Bro. Yeah. But uh, my yeah. boy John Bellion, who I went to elementary school with, he mm. uh, was doing the same thing. Like he was torn and he did, he dropped Human Condition 2016. Yeah. And he did three legs on a tour. His European tour got canceled, mm. but he came back, I think, and did another European tour later on. But mm. he did three legs across the US mm. for the tour alone. That's how much in demand it was. I saw him in Philly, but. He just needed to take a year off, and his last album dropped in 2018, mm. and uh, he, um, he's he been laying low, and I was like, well, you know, maybe he needs a break. I know he got engaged and stuff, and uh, mm. 2020 comes, and he writes fucking Holy for Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper, that song Holy, I think it's called. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, yeah. he's making his side money, but I mean, like, the touring aspect could get very tiring. Yeah. And... You need to kind of break away from that and just get back to your creative element. Like lock myself in the studio for three, five, six months, whatever it is, to put new shit out. Mm. And that's what you need as an artist. You can't be always tour, tour, tour because where's the time for creativity? You break down the. You know, artist. you're not like battery chickens. You don't just sort of like go in there and lay eggs. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it'd be a lot easier if you did, but it's kind of it's a creative, like process. You know what I'm saying? Now, so. breaking away from the clash, before we do, though, do you want to show them your... Well... Should I bring the poster out? You could if you want. I mean, it's it. just... Ah, who cares? I don't care. Personal use, whatever. So this is a poster. No, there's... Actually, let me show you this as well. That goes with it. So I didn't realize, but I keep it by my, dr by my drums. Mick Jones, I see it on there. Mick Jones, the clash. When Joe passed away, which he did, he died recently, and we did these... Mick um, Jones in The Clash. This is a concert yeah. poster. Yeah, my name's right there. And, and this is, uh, when Joe passed away, uh, we did this, uh, do you want to shot? Yeah, yeah, but, no, you, you can hold it too, brother. Yeah, sorry, I just want to make you sure. You can hold it, no, hold we on, did, let me get was, the camera right there. That was kind of like the main, um, at, at the tabernacle, we did this tribute to Joe when he died, well, and, and... I, I also want to mention that this, yeah. is actually only a copy yeah. of the actual poster. Yeah. My good buddy Derek here had given a co-worker who yeah. we also used to work at GIAC with, Mike Alexander, the original copy for his birthday, I think it was. Yeah. And you know who it is? It's Mike's birthday today. Oh, wow. But uh, well, he yeah. actually wrote, like, to my friend Derek, like, yeah. thank you for everything, Joe Strummer. And it was signed by Joe Strummer, this exact poster, but the original copy of it. And this man gave it away and kept huh. the copy instead of giving the copy away. But it was fucking awesome. It's great to know, like, you're a part of musical history. Yeah. Speaking of musical history, I want to get into... Not to say, not to dismiss the clash or anything mm. for their greatness, mm. but your daughter also makes music too, and she's amazing. She's yeah. done, has she done grassroots yet? I don't want to say she, yes. But she has, but grassroots, you know, Ithaca Fest, yeah, multiple times. Yeah. And she goes by um, Angel. 
Angel, and her yeah. last album is called... Well, I don't know. She's working on a new album. She's working on a new album. So what was the original album? Was Footsteps. Uh, Footsteps. Footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you showed me that, and I was like, she's yeah. Yeah, and I have to get her on a record. It will happen soon enough. Yeah, soon no, she she's an incredible singer. She can sing her ass and, off, bro. And um, the you know she's working on this album at the moment, and the stuff just like it just blew my mind. What studio does she go to? She's working with John Petronas. Okay. JP. Well, is that the guy that's that's doing all her like even yeah. when she did the 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 show at the at the um the the BHM. Talent show, she right. He was doing the right, doing, right. The, doing the background. Music. Yeah, okay, the same guy. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Used to play with. Uh, but she's dope. She can yeah. sing her ass off, bro. No, she's you know? and, uh, something special. I'm telling you, I gotta get a, I gotta get a hip hop record. I think me and her can make a nice music video and a nice like. Well, here's the thing. It's like song. with the idea that, um, you know, along with International Clash Day, right? Um. They celebrate here in upstate New York. International in, Clash Day. Yeah. That's actually what we were venturing into, right. but we never got back into it. Right, right. So right. what are you trying to set up? I'm, I'm trying to set up um, a concert that we could do around intercla- inter- International Clash Day. Because, like, the mayor of Ithaca is a huge Clash fan, and I was, you know, looking for... You know, you know, um, like, 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 you know, getting people involved who are who feel very um, need people in the creative community to yeah. come together and let, let's put this on, let's do a show. Yeah, let's that do we a can show put on for the community. Right, right, Kick and ass. and and makes and you know make some money for have good food with your local community. For, have have for, vendors selling food for whatever, a good cause, know? and it's like um, we could we could put it under you know um, the the foundation that Joe it was Strummerville, which is like when Joe died, it was of course they, created this. they plant trees all over the world. Ithaca, in, uh, that's the place for Ithaca, right, right there. Like right. We're all about community, you know, number one, yeah, nature, right, protecting our environment, like. Yeah, there's a lot of there's just a lot of causes at the moment. So I what do we gotta like, do? Do we got do I have to go to Mayor Svante's office, kick down his door, and say, "Here's a petition for"? Sh-. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we gotta do. That would be great. We're just gonna show him this podcast, Svante. I mean, we need you, bro, on board. <laughs> You're a Clash fan. Let's go, baby. Yeah, let's go. Absolutely. Clash. What is it? Clash Fest. International Clash Day. International Clash Day. We could even yeah. rebrand it as no, Clash Fest on Clash Day. No, because he came Make to he came to GIAC. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And I brought, and he was like, "Oh, uh, what's up? Hold up. We'll take a pause. You get yeah. into the door. We'll get back. I gotta." But yeah, so he came to GIAC. Um, he came to GIAC, and he was like. Like at the end, he was like, "I'll answer any questions because it was like everybody had answered all the questions." He was like, "I'll answer any question you want at all. Doesn't matter how stupid, just ask me." And so I was like, "Okay, you know." I was like, "What's International Clash Day?" Because I didn't even know what it was about. Now, are you talking about the mayor? The mayor. Sorry. Okay. So I was like, I said to him, "What's International Clash Day all about, and he was like, "Shout out to Svante, Svante, S V A N T E, Myrick, M Y R I C K, on yeah. Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find them, social media." Yeah, 
So he said. So I I kind of made a bit of a joke because I was like, um, I knew he was a Clash fan, and then I was like, oh, by the way, you know, I work with them, you know, and he was like, you told me the story, yeah, before, yeah, so. and he was like, he was like, really, like, no, and it was almost like part of him is that you know didn't like really believe me like a lot of people, and then. I, and then I was like... Until um, you see the proof, the video, the documentary. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, it is but, hard. Yeah, but it's the like, you know, people... The they don't know, like, if you're a nutter or you're just, like... You know what I mean? If you really but I'm were. Saying, the clash yeah. is the clash. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like you're like, oh, you know, I was with this local band. It's like, right, right. I was with Guns N' Roses. What? You yeah, Guns N exactly. Roses? You know, I used to okay. play with you too back yeah. in the day. And I'm like, you know, so... so he was all for it. So he was like... And I sort of made a joke. I was like, well, you know, if we had a, if we got International Clash Day, right, is there any chance I can, because I work with them, you know, can I get a day off that day, you know? And um, <laughs> for you, he got the joke. Yes. He got the joke. You know, I mean, he did, cool. you know, I mean, cool. I tried. He's cool people, man. I tried it, you know, but I mean, I, mean, I, I, I never thought not, he was going to say. Too many, there's not too you know. many mayors around the world who are as cool as that guy. Yeah. And I just know him from like working at GAC and seeing him around. But that dude mm. is, aside from hip, what we call hip to society, you know what right. I mean? Like. Puts on for a city like Jeezy, bro. He put on for a city, put on for a city. Mm. Mm. But so so he seemed like he's like interested in doing something like this. Um, would again we'd have to talk to him. Oh, we're gonna talk to him. We're gonna yeah. go and knock on the door. Yeah. Mr. Mayor, I know it's COVID. In fact, in fact, that's on. what he said. He said, Come down and let's Ask talk. Him. We should. But I you know, I've to this day I've not Svante, you're to gonna it. hear this, you're gonna see it, it's gonna yeah. be everywhere. International yeah. Clash Day is what Ithaca needs if we set up a stage somewhere, even the big field across from GAC in that big field over there, yeah, set up a we stage. Got, we How got, we done for Ithaca? Oh, we Fest? got that. What's it called? Uh Pavilion. Bernie Pav Milton Pavilion. Pav yeah. yeah. Bernie Milton Pavilion. Yeah. yeah, we should do something like that, bro. And do yeah. it as a charity event. Yeah. Bring in like donors. Yeah. Have have different vendors set up. Right. Have a certain amount of percentage of the food proceeds go to a certain like, cause, COVID have certain, relief, whatever. You, you know, know, certain band could do like maybe a few tracks. Or like you know, not like, even just one band. Like yeah. have, have a bunch of artists, line yeah. up artists. No, but, that's but what I mean. Bands mostly, yeah. not rappers. I mean like hip hop. Yeah, or artists. Time, but, bands uh, or artists. Bands. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking like groups. People yeah. who could come together and, and make shit happen as a collective. Yeah. Not just a rapper singing with a beat. Not 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 to hate on rappers. No. I love rap and I'd perform at it if that was the case. Mm. But clash was a band so let's formulate it after an actual band like ha have bands no but i coming down no, i think i think people should be allowed to, i mean to put i know joe he would love to have anybody yeah to just you know just have a day to have it. to bring their Rock thing on. to it but you know give it a little clash spin you know like i would like you to perform yeah you know what yeah. i mean I'd and love to and, and you know if we could get something together like we just did with them. That's just a little taste. That was completely, you know, out perform. of nowhere. Oh, so yeah, it's but, like. But, but, just, but stay tuned because you're going to yeah. hear this guy yeah. perform yeah. on the drums. I'm a freestyle some shit. Yeah. It might not be the best shit you ever heard, yeah. but we just having fun with it, baby. That's what we do. We have fun, man. Yeah. 
You yeah. gotta have fun with music, and I think that's where a lot of artists get thrown off track. D is because yeah. they get caught up in the fame, the publicity, yeah. the whatever, and they stop having fun with it. You right. fall out of love with it. Right. Exactly. Music is universal language, right. so it speaks to anybody. I don't care what genre, whether you're reggae, pop, hip hop, yeah. fucking punk, fucking that's right, right, grimy, death, and and, dirt, and again, heavy metal, and that's a really good point there because the thing is. What I realised is like with the Clash, they their genre was like covered everything from reggae to folk. But you to, said he was very to inspired poetry, by reggae. To 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 you know. So basically, you could have all these groups who it's words, who, bro, magic know, of words. You know what I mean? Like rockabilly to you know, you know. It, so bring, come, it, it brings me to a case that I talk about a couple of times in my yeah, book. I yeah. have a, I have a book I'm working on called Explicit Thoughts. I have a mm. book I'm called working on Our Time Is Now. I'm working on a children's book. I'm just waiting for an illustrator. So anybody out there who could draw pictures wants to be co-illustrator on this, fucking hit me up. Our Time Pod. Co-illustrator. No, not co-illustrator. Illustrator. Our H O U R T Y M E P O D at like gmail.com. I need an illustrator because I'm, I need somebody who could draw. I can draw. You know I can draw. I didn't know, D. What do you mean you well, didn't yeah, know? Well, yeah, you doodle, but I mean, I never saw you draw nothing. Yeah. You don't got to show us now, but you're right. I do remember you, like, drawing pictures in the class, but I mean, like, I mean, I need vegetables drawn. I need vegetables. I need, like, carrots and potatoes, but they got to yeah. have faces on them. It's a children's book. So, like, yeah. the potatoes got to talk and the carrot. Yeah. But forget oh, let's, that. Well, that's enough. Let's I'm saying, yeah, that. my words are... Yeah, no. The thing is, what I don't get is, especially in this time of political turmoil where it's like left, right, left, right, everybody turned against each other, yeah. is one song I wrote a couple of years ago was called 32 Bar Royal Rumble, and it was 32 bars of me just rapping. WWF references a lot. But at the end of it, I say, why are you going to hate me? It's just words. And it's just words is exactly what it is. Mm. So you can't let words dictate how you feel about someone. Right. If you disagree, we don't really agree to disagree anymore. It's yeah. I hate you or I hate you. Like there's left, right, whatever. <coughs> but words are mm. what not only divide us, but unify us at the same time. Right. So right. it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. But um, you can't get offended by words. And uh, whether it's in literature or whether it's in music, whatever, words are our life. I remember growing yeah. up, everybody saying, oh, you need to know math. Math is going to be life. Yeah, math is life, but words are life too, just as much. Absolutely. It's that double-edged sword. You got your left, right, well, you got your words and your math. And well, like every, everything is life, I reckon. I don't think you can discount. I don't think people you know. should get offended by words so much. No. It's because words are just words. And that people say words hurt just as much yeah, as they flip it you know whatever, they like they like flip the words only if you allow the words to 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 affect you mm. is the difference it's a matter of having a hard shell are you a ninja right. turtle you could crawl up in your shell and not let the words affect you different story but yeah um i think that it's possible we could do this and i think the mayor would be down i think we just got to go talk to the mayor Svante, we're coming for you but uh I think it's something that that could really happen, and I think it would be great to bring. Like I said, you set you set some vendors up on the streets. Even if we do it like whether it's Burning Milton Pavilion or whether it's mm. the field across from GAC, and we set up vendors and close off Court Street, West Court Street, right, right there, and we just have vendors, different food, right. But percentage of the proceeds go to a certain cause, COVID relief, or right. Whatever, whatever we're coming into in twenty twenty one where we need it. 
the most. Right. Put it there, and right. I think we can make it happen, bro. Exactly. And we got time now. Like to, we're to, a community. Emphasis on unity. Yeah. We, we got, come together to form unity. Yeah. Community. Yeah. And that's what Ithaca has always been about. What we've always prided ourselves on. Any event we've ever held. It's possible. Yeah. It's more than possible. We're going to make this shit happen. Definitely. We're going to make this shit happen. Definitely. Elbows. Even though we got no masks and it's like quarantine season. Elbows, fists. Elbows, fists. (laughs) But fucking, yo, we are going to make this happen. Absolutely. 100%. But um, 100%. Yo, we're, we're coming up over an hour here, and uh, yeah. I just want to give a big shout out to my man D Goddard for coming on. We are still gonna throw a rock session on. It's gonna be post because we gotta. I gotta get the mic levels right, make sure everything's okay. But we are gonna jam, throw down to the Magnificent Seven by The Clash to end this show, episode twelve. I think I said twelve in the beginning. Twelve should be twelve. We are gonna. Drop this on you, and I don't know what to expect, man. We just having fun. We having a good time. We're artists, and that's what we do. This is my brother D. I appreciate you for coming on the show today, bro. It was all my pleasure, man. And it, and again, it's important to realize that we're like weeks away from you know Joe passed away, so it's kind of you know it's an anniversary. We never planned it. No, well, we're going to drop this on Joe's anniversary right. just out of respect to Joe on the there 22nd. You go. There you go. So by the time you're seeing this, it will be the 18-year anniversary for Joe Strummer passing away. But we are doing this not only for The Clash. We're doing this for Clash Fest, for Clash yeah. Day. We're doing this for Ithaca. We're doing this worldwide. Yeah. Any artists who yeah. want to come on the show and just express yourself, like I said, ourtimepodpod at gmail.com. Hit me up. Something really important. If you want to get involved in the show, contact um my man. Right or, here. You know, like know where it is, baby. You know, we want we want people I'm trying to put my people on our time pod. Right. Our yeah. lowercase h capital yeah. O U R because in this hour it's ours, baby. Really? Whatever we make the best of time, it's our time, man. Right. It ain't just mine. It ain't just yours. It's ours. It's the our whole time. collective, the so, whole community. Like if you're feeling this and you know, like you could play a good cowbell or whatever you could do. Whatever you can do. Yeah. 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 Fucking writer. Yeah. Whether you're an actor, we want actress, you to whatever the case get involved. Is, make yeah. sure you holla. Yo, yeah. see, it's been real, my man. My brother. Yes. All love around here. Yes. Our time is now, baby. So, salute. We out. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. We have the man Derek G in the house about to lay down a nice drum set for y'all. What I'm going to try to do is try to have a little fun and freestyle on this, make a little song out of it. So, stay tuned, baby. Let's get into it. Derek G's laying down some clash from the... Magnificent Seven, let's go, baby!
motherfuckers want is hip-hop They don't really want it with me They don't got what I got The whole juice, I'm Tupac in the flesh resurrected Show these motherfuckers what it's like in the flesh When I come back, show them what it is Yeah, resurrected You don't really want it with me like the New Testament Not King James Version Fuck the Bible, I'm the Quran Show these motherfuckers what it is Yeah, I fast the Ramadan with my homie Omar Dog. That's my family Show these motherfuckers what it is We from the same family tree From the very beginning, she just said that shit to get my heart trapped in this mouse trap, bitch. But I ain't no rat. Woo! Woo! I think that shit was good. I think it was good. I hope my rap was good. It was. Woo! Let's go, baby. Got my rock song, had my raspy voice going. She was good. All right, we gonna give them one solo set minus the rap shit. See what we working with. Oh, do you want me to do a solo drum? All right, you ready? Part two, let's do this again, bro. We having fun. Let's go, give it all you got, New York, why? 
We are united together and every brother and sister from around the way. Chilling in the studio with my man D on the drums and he be drumming their thing too. Whether you an actor or actress, let them know your talent Cause you know that you're more valuable to this world than you could ever know when can't live your dreams Live out your dreams, don't let nobody tell you you can't follow your dreams You're never too old to go accomplish whatever it is you feel you need to get done in this world You do you for you, shout out to my man D on the drums And that's the way we do it baby Woo! Dope. Dope.